Hello, hello, hello. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Yolanda, and I'm so excited to be here with my special guest today. And I'm excited to really talk today about really creatives and, and branding and 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 what 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 some of your challenges may be. And I, I want to welcome my guest, Bryson, uh, to, to join me today. Bryson, thank you for joining me. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Yes, me too. And so I want to start us off just by having you just share a little bit about yourself, about your background and the work that you do. Yeah, so uh, my name is Bryson. I live in Nashville, Tennessee with my wife, Rachel. Uh, We are down here. We serve at a church uh, called Bethel World Outreach Church. Uh, We also kind of exist in in the creative community here in Nashville doing branding and marketing and then my wife is really involved uh in doing photography around the city she's actually getting ready to go off to a shoot right now as we speak oh great Um, great but yes so some stuff people don't usually know about me uh i played peter pan in a high school production (laughs) peter pan yes uh i I also hate tongue depressors and popsicle sticks (laughs) it is a a weird phobia of mine um and then I also I did Norwegian dancing, Norwegian folk dancing for 10 years, representing in Paulsbow, Washington. You are not um, telling me the truth. So, That's, you're serious? No, that, those are 100% accurate. <laughs> Norwegian dancing, you wear, you know, the knickers and yes and poofy shirts it was great yeah. oh that's, that's awesome I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you shared that that is so funny to me though because I would have never just knowing you I would have never never thought that so that that's awesome for you to share that that's great so Bryson what we're gonna do yeah. we're gonna talk today I know about the work you've done you've worked you've done some work for a couple of my clients and and we began to talk about just creatives and what's happening with creatives and what's happening with people when they be- began to look at their brand and want to start their business. And so tell me, what is one thing that 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 you feel like is missed when people are building their brand? Yeah, um, I think I think a couple of things. One, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of start coming to me and they say, I, I want to start building my brand or I want to start, um, you know, emphasizing this this brand structure uh, in my business. And really what they mean or what they're actually saying is I want a logo or I want, you know, a a (laughs) font or or, or a vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that something that's missed is that it goes a lot deeper than that. Yes. Um, And so people kind of deduce their brand to just the visual element. But really your brand is it's, the message that you are saying when you show up to the scene, you know, when people see your, uh, your logo or your website or, uh, you know, something with your name on it, what are they feeling? Like your, your brand is really, it's a feeling, mm-hmm. uh, the way kind of we say it, it's the feeling most readily associated with the experience someone's had with your company. Yes. So you have, you know, you, you see the Coca-Cola brand mm-hmm. and, uh, for a lot of people, that represents nostalgia, and you know, when they were kids, uh, having that refreshing, you know, Coke can or, or whatever. And then you see uh, McDonald's, or you see, you know, all of these uh, Apple. Um, you see all these big icons and brands, but they didn't get there because they had a cool logo. Right. They didn't get there because they 
packaged it nice. They did that because they created uh, a reputation of excellence, right? Mm-hmm. They did, uh, and and I think that's that's really what people miss is that they want a facelift, um, but there's really there's no substitute for just being great at what you do. Yes, and that's so, so good for people that they say I want to build my brand. Uh, and they want to start at step three or four, which is, you know, making stuff look cool, finding a cool, you know, font face and, and all that. Um, but really, your brand starts, you know, day one. It starts when you decide this is who my organization is going to be. Um, and you decide every single day if that's going to be true or not uh, by the way that you, you know, live as a entrepreneur, as a business owner, as an organization leader, um, the decisions you make as a company, uh, they all reinforce or take away from the brand that you're trying to build. That is so good. That's so true. And, and when I'm sitting with new clients and they're t- talk, they've already started the business, they come to me after they've kind of gotten up and going and it's need some work and I go and look at all of their platforms that they're on and everything looks different. You're confused. You don't know who they are. And they didn't even realize it even when they had all of those platforms and something different was on all of them that that represented who they were is confused. Nobody can tell what you do or who Uh you are because every platform they went to looked different. And so I don't think they take time, as you said, to really look at who are we who are we on these platforms? Who are we off the platforms as we begin to build? So I'm, I'm a lot of times having to start from scratch and some of them don't like that. And I'm like, shut everything down and let's start, start mm-hmm. over and build a really brand that's up across all of your platforms. And so it's so, so good to hear you say that because people, they all, they call me and say, I want a logo. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? And why do you want to do it? And what do you already been doing? And and so that that is so good for for and when you guys sit with those people that come meet with you, what is one of the first things that you say to them when they come to you? Um well I mean every client's different. Yes. Right? Everyone kind of comes from a different uh you know, stage in their business or, exactly. or whatever they're trying to, to build or do. Um so really for us our first goal or our first objective is really to define, um, if you're in the service industry, uh, in, you know, in whatever, uh, whatever field you're in, uh, you know, first you want to diagnose before you prescribe. Yes. Um, and so some people will say, I mean, like we just mentioned, Hey, I want a logo. What they really need isn't just a logo. It's their messaging. Exactly. You know, values and vision, stuff like that. So, um, I think really, um, and it's no fault to them. Right. Like, that's why they're coming to us is because mm-hmm. we're the experts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like you go to the doctor. Yeah, you might have looked at WebMD, but I'm not going to you know, <laughs> exactly. recommend my treatment based on what I found on Google. I'm exactly. Go to the and say, hey, what do I actually need? Exactly. And so, you know, if, if you're in the service industry, whatever field you're in, um, it's it's easy to start getting to the menu of here's what I can do and here's what I can charge you and whatever, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, if you don't diagnose before you prescribe, right. uh, you're going to end and their problem isn't going to be fixed and they're going to be disappointed and feel like they just got robbed. You're going to feel sleazy because you feel like you just robbed somebody. Exactly. Um, and so it's really, really important. There's, I mean, we've turned away clients that 
they think they need this thing and we just say hey actually here's a couple of things you can just do this on your own don't you know don't pay us to do something that you can do exactly uh, this afternoon um and because it's i mean we just want to run like i said your brand is, is just who you are we want to be people that are you know that have integrity and people that don't just steal money from people right uh, so i think that's for, for anybody in the service industry, the, the moral of the story, you know, is, is always diagnose before you prescribe. Exactly. Uh, so that's, that's the first thing we do, if that answers your question. That does. That's really good. Um, I know you and, and your wife, you've had your business for a while. And when you think back, what would you change about how you even started your business? Is What are some things that you, when you look back, you said, I wish I would have done that differently? Yeah, we, um, so Rachel's been doing photography, uh, for a while. So she's kind of done, done that on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I did freelance kind of design and, and branding, uh, for, for a few years. And then recently, um, I started a company called Kite Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for me, I think that, uh, what I ran into personally, mm-hmm. uh, is I would take on gigs that I didn't really know how to do. That's good. Um, I yes. was just, I was so excited. I was so excited, so eager where it's like, oh, you need this done or you need this design. Uh, and, you know, and to myself, I'm like, well, never done that before. But <laughs> uh, YouTube, you know, whatever. I'm going to find a tutorial or I'm going to ask. Exactly. Now. Which I think, I think it's crazy that we live in an age that really you can learn how to do anything overnight. Right. Uh, or with a few YouTube tutorials or whatever. So I, I kind of rolled like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, I think it gave me a little extra hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in other ways, there was a couple of times that I found myself up a creek without a paddle. Yeah. Um, and so that, but I think that kind of overcoming that was, um, was really just finding, you know, finding what you're good at, finding what you like doing. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding, just finding your niche. Like I'd rather be, uh, the best thing in a small niche than an average thing in a huge niche. That's know? so good. Yes. Yes. That's one so of the I things I always... Trying to, trying to do everything. Exactly. Yeah, kind of what I did wrong. Yeah. And I think we all as entrepreneurs, we do that because even when I first started, I had all kinds of things down. Just because we can do it doesn't mean we're supposed to be doing it in our business. <laughs> it's like, so I had to yeah, go in and exactly. carve out, take some things out. Yeah, you can do that and you do that well, but are you really supposed to be doing that? And and you can spread yourself so wide that you're not really excellent at it. You may be able to do it, but are you the best in your industry at mm-hmm. it? Are you the best in your sector at it? And when you're you're spreading yourself and really, across, that comes across. Go ahead. What we help companies with too is when it comes to branding and defining your messaging and stuff. Is that it could even be stuff that you do and can make money doing, but just in your your messaging or in the way that you present yourself on your website or whatever, when you are on somebody's website and you say, okay, I need help with, um, I need to, uh, we'll just keep in design stuff. I need, I need a logo. Mm -hmm. And you say, okay, well, this is a designer. And then I go on their website and they have 80 zillion different things that they do as a customer, as a potential client. I say, well, this isn't, Logos aren't their main thing. Right. You know what I, mean? I don't want to go to somebody. Uh, I don't want to go to somebody because that's, we go to Walmart to get cheap prices, but not great quality. You yes, know? So exactly. they have everything. Yes. Um, and so 
even if you can do all that stuff and you do all that stuff, uh, you want to always present as an expert in whatever, you know, field you are and not even field, whatever subfield mm-hmm. you are. Um, yeah. Like, don't just be a great counselor, be a great family counselor, you know, or exactly. uh, find your thing and just be great at that. Yeah. You can do some stuff in other spheres, but when someone's looking for a family counselor, they don't want someone who does family counseling. They want a family counselor. Right. Exactly. That's so good. Yeah. And cause I think we can, and I'm, I'm, I have somebody even looking at my website now because I'm cutting out some of the work that I'm doing and I'm outsourcing some of it and I'm taking a percentage of it because I'm growing in other areas. And so you're always even looking mm-hmm. back at it to say, okay, you've done this for a while. Is this still your focus? How many clients are you really getting that you're doing this for? Can you outsource that or can you work partner with somebody that's doing it a lot of that and maybe figure out how you can work together to do it? And so that's what I've been Mm -hmm. doing even this year, taking things out and really figuring out, okay, I haven't done that in a while. It may come back and I I may do it. Or is it somebody you've worked with that's doing more of that and you can just partner with and to do it. And so being able to think creatively and innovatively, even as you, as the years go on with your business is so key for me as well. Uh, One of the things that, that I know as entrepreneurs and, as small business owners, we come up with challenges um, early on in our in our business as we're starting up. What are some of the challenges that you faced as a solopreneur or, you know, doing the work that you're doing? Uh, and how did you kind of push through that or beat that? Um, I think when we were starting Kite Theory, uh, we were really excited and we moved really fast. Mm-hmm. And so from the idea is conception to, you know, actually taking on clients and starting working with people. Uh, you know, we, we were just excited. And since uh, me and my, my business partner, Nolan, we had both been doing freelance yes. uh, design and, and stuff. And so we already had a handful of clients that we were working with individually. So we just said, well, hey, let's, let's put, you know, we'll just pull in our clients to our new business. Uh, and we kind of just started rolling before we did uh, a whole lot of like strategizing and structuring and here's how we're going to get paid and Mm -hmm. here's, you know, all our, um, you know, X, Y, Z, the stuff you have to do when you're not just doing freelance stuff that you're going to file your taxes, you know, as a sole proprietor or as, you know, whatever. Like there's a lot of stuff you have to figure out. Mm -hmm. So we sort of had to get our feet underneath us, um, you know, and so now that we've been, live uh for a few months you know we've been we've been active for a few months working with companies we've been doing it all pretty under the radar Mm -hmm. um just because we we started taking on gigs before our website was up or before our social media was live stuff like that yeah where um i think if we if if we could go back and do it differently uh we might have taken a little bit more time to do all of that but that's sort of been um, yeah, this, it's sort of been a, a strength and at times a liability that I mean, we're, we're go-getters and we're going to, um, you know, we're hustlers and we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it was a little bootleg, a little bootleg at first, Yes. Uh, but now, you know, the website is live. Uh, we actually just, um, launched our social media stuff. Um, but 
we've been just we've been focused on working with clients uh, where our own thing sort of fell by yeah. on the wayside for a little bit. But exactly. now we're refiguring that and we're getting our feet underneath us and, you know, we're getting all that together. Sounds good. Yeah, that that happens because especially if you're the creative creative person and you're the person doing the work for the client, you tend to do to dive in and doing the work and not working on the business. And a lot of times you have to flip that back exactly. just like you're doing and saying, okay, we, we're in, we're doing it, and now we need to come back and kind of work on our brand and work on our business structure and making sure that's that that's in order as well. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs ha- having to do that because most of us will just start doing the work uh, that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I know I know you you work yeah. for Bethel World Outreach and you you're a youth pastor and you've been in that sector in that space in the church world and I know we talked a while back about creatives in the church and I want us to talk a little bit about that and kind of give me your thoughts on yeah. just creatives in the church and how we can you know I see a lot of entrepreneurs in the church a lot of creatives in the church and and I don't know if we're giving them enough support to be able to, for their gifts to really make room for them, like the word says, your gift will make room for you and really teach them how that can be done. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts on creatives in the church and how we can support. Yeah, well, I think, and really part of my heart um, when starting Kite Theory, um, now this, you know, we are, we're not a nonprofit and mm-hmm. it's not a you know, a ministry right. uh, business. But part of my heart was I was seeing um, so many people that worked in ministry mm-hmm. or for um, a ministry. And because it's not necessarily an industry, uh, it's not a for-profit industry. Right. And a lot of times, you know, budgets are tight or whatever. So they're not getting compensated. It'd be if they had mm-hmm. uh, maybe a marketplace job or they worked in the business world. Um, and so, you have people who are taking some of these roles, whether they're doing video, photography, design, uh, web stuff, whatever. Um, and there's almost this feeling like your calling always has to be up for sale. Yeah. Because, um, you know, if you are just barely making it mm-hmm. and something happens where you, um, you know, your mortgage payment just leaped up or you, uh, you have a family member that needs to, you know, get some extreme hospital help, or you have uh, twins when you're expecting to have, you know, just one baby. Yes. Unexpected financial thing. Then all of a sudden, these creative, you know, creatives that are on staff at a church are helping at the church. There's this uh, this struggle of either I need to go ask my boss for a raise mm-hmm. just because I need it, mm-hmm. or I need to go find another job. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, um, where a lot of creatives that just haven't really existed in the business space, mm-hmm. um, if you know, if you're in a church and you're you're creative and you want to make some extra money, um, a lot of people will turn to like Fiverr or Upwork. Yes. And you know, if, if you are listening to this and you've used them, no shame, no hate. You know, uh, spread the love. Yeah. Um, but they'll go. You know, they'll work hard. Um, for a $50 logo, you know, and so they're taking time away from their kids, their family, um, you know, just to, to make an extra 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, and so part of, part of kind of my heart in starting this company is let's find a way 
where we can get um, artists, designers, and creatives compensated fairly um, and paired together, you know, with some other people who can um, kind of, you know, you hire your weaknesses, right? Exactly. uh, Yeah, you might make 50 bucks as your, as a logo designer, but let's put you with this guy and that guy. And now we'll send it out. We'll sell it as a brand package versus just what you were going to make. Um, and we'll, you know, that price tag can go up a little bit exactly. so instead of $50, you know, it's going to be uh, a little bit more than that to, uh, to take home to your family. So part of that long story short, uh, is a lot of creatives in the church feel like their calling is, you know, is, is uh, I don't want people to feel like their calling is for sale. Yes. Um, because if you're called to be at your church, you're called to be there. Right. I tell, uh, I tell our pastor all the time, hey, I did this before I got paid for it. I'll do it after I get paid for it. Right. This is where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. Um, and so I don't know if that really answers your question. I get a little fired up about, uh, you know, helping creatives be creative. Yes. Um, because I think, uh, I think that a lot of creatives – uh, can get frustrated in the church feeling mm-hmm. like they're using their entire gifts to make a slide for Mother's Day out, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. the fall festival. Yeah. Um, when really there's so much more in them. Exactly. Exactly. And you're so right. And, and, and I love that concept and it's really neat. And I've seen a little bit of that here in DC and I've seen it in New York area and with some churches and some creative kind of, uh, meetup groups and collaboration. Collaboration is the key to really launching and, and really being able to utilize your gift more. And and I think as we continue to have these conversations and people understand and they start meeting up and kind of finding out who are the creatives that, that are around me and, and, and building those relationships because I, I do it all the time, even with the work I do. I don't I can't do everything a client comes to me with. And so I need to have a group of people that I can call and say, this client needs this, they need, they need an account and they need. And so I have a group of people that I have in my contact list that I know I can call on. When I have a client that needs something outside of what I do. And I, I'm continuing to build mm-hmm. that. And I see that, that same kind of uh, structure and, and, and concept with what you guys are doing to be able to bring those creatives in. And, and, and cause I've seen my dad was a pastor. So I've seen it uh, for years that those creatives could be, actually making additional of money to take care of their families if they knew other ways to really utilize their creative gifts. And so I'm, I'm glad you, you are looking at that and continue to have those conversations, especially with even some of the millennials and some of the younger creatives so that they understand that there are other options out there for them. And I cannot believe we're almost done. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I feel like that's, um, that's a problem. I know uh, I've spoken with a lot of people that's like, I don't want to get into ministry because I don't want to be broke. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want to get into ministry because I want to, you know, take care of my family. I want to, you know, do all of this stuff. And I wholeheartedly uh, believe that to be a Christian, you don't need to be broke. Exactly. To be in ministry, you don't need to be poor. Absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of sketchy people who have taken that idea to an extreme yes. and exploited stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm mm-hmm. saying that I don't, I don't know of a verse in the Bible that says you have to be broke to be a pastor. Absolutely. Cause we should be making impact in the marketplace as believers. 
We we should Absolutely. be taking those mountains, whether it's education, whether it's ministry, and that's your ministry platform. I'm in business, and I, I consider myself in ministry, being in business, because uh-huh. I'm a believer, and and, and, and I'm going to get some innovative ideas downloaded to me that I can share with clients. And it's it, in some settings, I've even been asked about, you're different. Why are you so different? You're so ethical. You're so, and then I, I'm able to share my background and my faith and it opened, it just opens a door. Right. And so we can't isolate ourselves to just one. Cause I knew even growing up that my dad was a pastor. Everybody expected me that I was going to be doing something in the church. I'm always going to be involved in the church. I'm always going to be serving in the church and even doing work for churches. But I know that the main focus that God has me is in the marketplace. And people understand that even if the God calls you to the marketplace, that still can be ministry for you and not feeling like I've got to do it in the church. And if you are in a church, there are also other options for you to even utilize your gifts in other areas. And so I think if we continue to have this conversation, I'm beginning to hear it and see it even more. And as we continue to share and, and making people aware that 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 is options for them, I think we're going to begin to see more of it. And I want to my last question for you before we close out is. What are the services that you provide and how can people find you? How can people reach you? Yeah, I'm glad that you asked. Uh, like I said, um, so our company is called Kite Theory. Kite, like, go fly a kite. And uh-huh. theory, like, science. Uh, so Kite Theory, the whole idea is that uh, we're here to elevate your message, um, you know, to raise you up in a sea of, of noise in the marketplace in uh, whatever field you're in. Um, we're here to help you rise above. So we kind of do um, three main things. Uh, we, we say define, design, and deploy. So we define through like brand strategy, building uh, your brand, your vision, your values, uh, and that's also, you know, your design elements and whatnot, um, the, the face of it. Uh, then creative production is kind of that second component, mm-hmm. which is uh, video, photography, and whatnot. Like I said, Walmart does a lot of things. Uh, okay and they do it cheap what's kind of cool uh about what we're doing is that we're kind of fielding uh the best you know Mm -hmm. to do these things because uh of sort of our uh structure uh so it's not a walmart quality but we can really offer a lot of things in that creative space web design uh and and whatnot Uh, and then deploys that third part um which really comes uh, down to mainly for us, social marketing. Yeah. So optimizing your social media channels, uh, giving you some social media strategy, okay. uh, and then uh, really um, helping you with Facebook ads, Instagram ads, etc., uh, to get you in front of the right audience. Yes. That's something that people are really uh, can be frustrated about because they they boost their post, you know, on Facebook and see no results. Exactly. Uh, and so we actually help people get results. Uh, by the way, uh, that they structure their Facebook ads and uh, Instagram ads and whatnot. Um, and so that's, that's sort of the main stuff that we do, uh-huh. main things. Um, but you can find us at kitetheory.co. Mm-hmm. That's uh, kite, doesn't fly, kite, theory like science.co. Um, and on there, uh, there's, you know, there's uh, kind of a contact us button or a button that says, you know, get a free consultation and we'd okay. love to uh, connect with you over email or phone um, and just figure out how we can be uh, a service to you and helping you 
uh, change the world through what you're doing, helping you elevate your message. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining me today, Bryson. And it's been it's been very informative. And I think those that will listen will really be not only inspired, but encouraged to really continue to step out into all that God has called them to do, whether it's in the creative space or in other spaces. And so thank you so much for joining me. And thank you guys for listening today. And we, we look forward to you joining us in our next episode of Conversations with Yolanda. Have a great day.